Good evening, everyone. I should say good night, daughters, um, well and daughters of the King. Thank you all for coming on tonight. Um, and thank you for the individual that will be listening to this message. It may be morning, evening, or afternoon. I want to say good morning or good afternoon to you as well. Um, this is Apostle Joanne, and I have the pleasure of bringing forth the word of encouragement tonight to you daughters of the King. Um, before I go into the word of God, i like to open up with prayer. Amen. Lord, I want to thank you for this moment and this privilege and opportunity that you have graced me with. God, give me this opportunity to come before your people. I thank you, God, for covering us throughout the day and this moment, God. I want to thank you, God, for your strength and your grace and your mercy um, that's so sufficient. And, Lord, I just love you and I appreciate you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for um, communion with you, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Father God, I want to ask you to forgive me for all my transgressions and iniquity, sins of omission and commission, knowing and unknowing things that I may have said, done, or partake in the gauge before I enter this prayer. And I want to ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, to forgive me. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart and know my mind in the name of Jesus Christ. If you see anything that's not like you, God, I give you permission and access to uproot it in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I ask that you anoint my mind with your precious blood, God, that you uproot anything in my heart that hinder me for the new heart that I require from you in the name of Jesus that my heart and my mind will be in one accord with your will and your will alone, that it will manifest into all the areas of my life in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you, God, to allow the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you're welcome to come on in. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. And I thank you. Father God, I ask that you anoint my ears, and you anoint my lips and my eyes that I only say and see what you desire me to say tonight. I thank you, God, for being with me and directing me through this conversation. And, God, I pray that for every hearer that will hear the word of God. I thank you for clarity. I thank you for revelation. I thank you for insight. I thank you, God, for signs, miracles, and wonders that should follow those that believe, God. I thank you, God, that you will manifest, God, your will, God, in your people lives on tonight, God. And I pray for every person under the sound of my voice that they will not leave the same way they came on, but it will be impact and it will be they will be hungry and they will be stared according to your will, God. Lord, I thank you for what you're getting ready to say and do on tonight. And God, I just give you the glory and honor and praise. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Good night, good night to everyone. Um, thank you, ladies. This is night season. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Um, I pray that everyone had a blessed day um, and you all are enjoying yourself. So with that being said, let us get us into the word of God tonight. So 
we're going to go, the first scripture we're going to go through tonight. Got a couple of scriptures for you guys. And as I was spending time with God, I was asking God, um, what did he want me to share with the woman of God, the ladies tonight? And he gave me one word. And after that, he just started, like, downloading so many things. Um, the first scripture we're going to go to tonight um, is Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, the AMP. Um, I will give my title after um, I release the scriptures. Amen. And I'm coming from the AMP, verses 1 and 2, Hebrews 12, AMP, verses 1 and 2. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith had testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness. Strip off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangle us. And let us run with endurance and active, persistent, the race that is set before us, looking away from all that we distract us and focus our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disguarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his identity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Amen. That's Hebrews 12, A.M.P. verses 1 and 2. The next, so the next scripture we're going to talk about is Psalms 34 and 18, Psalms 34 and 18, and that's going to come from the New King James, Psalms 34 and 18, and it's coming from the New King James translation, and it says, and it says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrary spirit. That is Psalm 34 and 18, New King James. And then we're going to go to Psalm 147, verse 3. 147, verse 3. Psalms 147, verse 3, in the New King James, and it says, He heals the brokenhearted and bind of the wounds. Amen. The next scripture we're going to go to is Romans 8 and 29. Romans 8 and 29 from the AMP. Romans 8 and 29, AMP.
Okay, amen. And it says, for those who he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also pretends to be conformed to the image of his son. And ultimately, he shared in his complete sanctification so that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among many believers. Amen. And that is Romans 8 and 29 AMP. The next scripture we're going to go to is Matthew 22. Verses 37 to 40, and it's the AMP translation. Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40. Amen. And it says, And Jesus replied to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly seeking the best or higher good for others. The whole law and the written of the of the prophet depends on these two commandments. And that's Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, A.M.P. The next scripture we're going to go to tonight is Psalms 78, verses 10 through 11. Psalms 78. Verses 10 through 11, A and P. And it says, for, no, Psalm 78, not six, not six, not 76, 78. I apologize. Psalm 78, verses 10 through 11. Thank you, Lord. And it says, Why should the Gentiles nation say, where is their God? Let there be known, uh, I'm keep on going 78, um, 79, I apologize. There must be something in 79. (laughs) Okay, Psalm 78, A.M.P. verses 10 and 11. And it says, they did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk according to his law. And they forgot his incredible works and his marvelous wonders that he has shown them. And that is Psalm 78, A.M.P., verses 10 and 11. Amen. And the next one is 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Kings, chapter 5. Verse 17, and that is the AMP. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 17. Naaman said, If not, 
then please let your servant be given a load of earth for a team of mule. For from this day on, your servant will no longer offer a blunt offering nor a sacrifice to other gods, but only to the Lord, the God of Israel. Amen. Second Kings 5 and 17. The next scripture, which is the last scripture, is Psalms 51, verses 6, and then we'll go down to 17, and that's the New King James. Psalms 51. Verse 6, and then we'll go down to 17, the New King James translation. And it says, Psalms 51, verse 6 says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hided parts you will make me to know wisdom. I'm going to repeat that again. Behold. You desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts, you will make me to know wisdom. Praise God. We drop down to verse 17, and it says, The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despair. Amen. May the blessing read it in the word of the Lord. Um, the subtitle for tonight, if I had to give a title, as the Lord was ministering to me tonight, I may have other scriptures because I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to flow through me. I had so many things that God gave me, and I wanted to... Just I'm allowed the Holy Spirit to move through me, like always. Um, the word that the Lord gave me was called, it was stripping, stripping, S-T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G, stripping. And the title that I have is, It Is That Time Again to Strip Off. I'm going to repeat that. It is that time again to strip off. Stripping is not a word we use, we use often in the course of our daily lives. So, you know, we in the fall, we're going through fall season, and a lot of people are going through the another stripping part. Some of us just came out of it. Some of us is going in. Some of us is in the midst of it. So we're stripping. There's some things that God is requiring us to strip off. So um, God reveals reveals idols in our hearts that keep us from being able to draw near to him. This stripping process can be painful, but the outcome is a beautiful result. Let me repeat that again. God reveal idols in our hearts that keep us from being able to draw near to him. This stripping process can be painful, but the outcome is a beautiful result. 
These definitions, I should say, I apologize for my tongue twisting, describe perfectly how it feels when the Spirit of God begins shining his light into our lives to reveal what does not belong, what does not reflect his image. And this is usually due to a heart problem within us. Truthfully, we ask for it, but when but we are never prepared for the pain of the stripping process. So in the stripping process, there's a couple of things that I'm going to go down with. Um, as I was, in, when he gave me the word strip, I thought about a lot of things. And um, the one thing that I did not um, talk about yet, but as the Holy Spirit unctioned me more as I'm talking I may bring it towards the end. So there's a couple of things in the stripping process to to derail, deprive, to deprive of the covering. And to deprive of the covering is we have a tendency to hide behind things when we're going through the stripping process. We're still hiding like, um, start at picking up extra things to do. We start to like keep ourselves busy instead of letting God take off those things that we covering it. Some people eat food. Some people go shopping. Some people um, start changing their hair a lot, like cut it off and everything like that. Some people go to the gym. We start to hide behind things instead of just letting those things be stripped off and not covering up, we hiding behind them. That's one thing. The second is to deride or to divert, mean like to be like bear off the thing. So the word is D-I-V-E-S-T, and I'm going to give you all a definition up for that first, second one. And it's... um. To diverse, and that's like to deprive someone of their power. So it's like like you letting go of something, something that's precious. So diverse, so you to derive from diverse. So you letting go of something that was precious. Sometimes it's relationships. Um, sometimes it may be a job. Sometimes it may be like God is saying, "I need you to let go of that TV show." Um, I don't want you to spend no more money anymore. So now you got to, like, remove your restraint from that. Like someone of power or rights. That's the second part. Then as you go on through the stripping, is to be empty. That's one part. Um, to be empty. Then you have another part. Um, um, the another part you have is scatter, shatter, I should say, not scatter, shattered. So now you're not, first you derive from the covering, then you derive from the diverse, then you went go to the part up to be empty, then now you feel shattered, and then the next part is to take away and remove. This is the part of the stripping 
that you're going through. And then now is God alone only. And that's the part of the stripping. Um, when, when, when I asked God, what do you want me to share with the well and daughters of the king tonight? I heard the word stripping. Um, and when it came, I said, okay, God, that's what you want to talk about. I said, all right, so this is what I'm going to talk to your daughters about. What do you trust in more than the Lord? I'm going to repeat that question. What do you trust in more than the Lord? So what am I trying to say? What do you trust more than the Lord? God will break your dependency upon anything other than himself, no matter how long it takes or how difficult the process may be. He is committed to bring you to a place of wholeness and spiritual maturity, conforming you to to the likeness of his son. I want to stop there. Whatever you have that's more, more important than God, that's a problem. And God's going to ask you to, to give that. He wants to be everything. He don't want to be sometime. He don't want to be a reservation. He doesn't want to be a backup. He doesn't want me when I need him. He wants to be the first, the middle, and the last. And I know a lot of times we'll say, oh, God, I do trust God. I do trust God. Yeah, he's there. But when situations come in our lives, God is not first. He becomes last. And the one thing the Lord been ministering to me for this whole entire week, you know, I'm a um, I'm a coach and I minister to people and I talk to people all the time, you know, not just on the phone but face to face when I'm out in the community and I'm ministering to different people. And one thing God was shown was ministering to me throughout this these last couple of weeks was that was that I trust God, but. And once we put a but in it, everything that you said before don't matter no more because God's not the focus. It's the thing. And we're living in a time where we need to focus on God first before anything else. If God, if you put God as the center, everything else that you need is going to come in alignment because God knows exactly what you need. He knows you before you even came into existence. He knows what, he knows what you can do and he knows what you cannot do. So you have to put God first. Everything else should come after that. But God should always be the number one priority in your life. And I always discuss this with people like for you to get into the practice of it, you should talk to God about everything. Should I wear this? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? You may think, oh, it's stupid. Why should I trust God? In the practicing with the small things, you'll learn to trust God with the whole thing. He wants to be involved in everything of your life. You should not only come to God when all other options are not working. He should be the first choice. 
so now he can assist you through the process of everything else that you need. We shouldn't we should not be codependent on ourselves. We should we should be dependent solely on God. Yes, we live in a society that it says self, 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 but we as people of God and daughters of the king, we need to honor and submit to the precept of God. It means that we need to trust God at his promises. This is the part this is the place where we're supposed to study, spend time in your devotion, reading the word, praying, fasting, and fellowshipping when God will require you to do so. So you can grow spiritually mature. So the question I say again, what do you trust in more than the Lord? What do you trust in more than the Lord? I'm repeat that. God will break your dependency upon anything other than himself, no matter how long it takes or how difficult the process may be, he is committed to bring you to a place of wholeness and spiritual maturity, to conforming you to the likeness of his son, just like Romans 8 and 29. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and say such as having a contrary spirit or a crushed spirit. So God is not he's not he's not away from all that. He sees everything that we're going through, but he still wants to be the priority. Trusting is purifying in the crumble of our trials. From the depths of our prayer, purified heart, trusting, clinging to the belief that whatever happens in our lives is designed to designed to to form Christ within us. So all our trials and tribulations, it's supposed to, like, identify Christ within us so God can get his glory through us and in us. So, yes, the pain is necessary for the process that we have to go through. This is why the stripper is necessary for us to go through it. So God can bear his glory while we're going through. There's some things that people in our lives have to see. The glory of God manifesting. If we run from the pain or the trials and tribulations, how can people see the goodness of God through us? They can't see that. They only can see it through our lives. Some people, you can give them the scripture and they don't move them. They have to see. There were some of them when Jesus was walking, they had to see things. Some of them, they just went by words. You know what I mean? This is how God demonstrated his glory in the place of the earth, daughters of the king. So, yes, some of us on this call tonight, you may be going through something right now. You may be coming out of something. Some of us may be going into something, but it's all for the glory of God in our lives. So we should not hide when we're going through something because someone needs to see the glory of God. 
Somebody needs to say, I want to know if God do exist. Not just the good. They need to see the beginning, the middle, and towards the end. They need to know that God does exist. Amen? So I'll say again, trusting is purifying in the crumble, crumbles of the trial from the depths of a purified heart. Trusting clings to the belief that whatever happens in our lives is designed to form Christ within us. The unwavered confidence in the love of God in spite, trusting to thank God for the spiritual darkness that may deliver, that unfold, I should say, us from the lost loved ones or painful moments in our lives. Meaning, what do you mean by that? Meaning that people are going to see certain things. They need to, people need to see, okay, where does God come in here? If you lost somebody, how are you able to still praise God through it? How are you able to still have a joy? If you're having painful moments and you're able to still encourage people. You know, I, I always say this, like when, when people, when I, when I find out somebody that I know that passed away and you're going to, to go see about them, it's like sometimes you encourage, they're encouraging you and you're supposed to be encouraging them. They have strength to know that whatever happened to that situation, that person been transitioned and they are in joy. You know what I'm saying? Because I was talking to an individual recently, and they lost somebody pressure, and I'm going to encourage them. And they were encouraging me because they had joy knowing that the individual may have transitioned from here, but they're in, they're in a better place. So what am I saying, daughters of dwelling daughters, that we got to be able to know that Everything that we're going through our life is for the glory of God. The stripping process is necessary for us. Many things have been removed from from our lives, which I thought, and I'll use me, many, a lot of things have been removed from my life. And I remember a couple of months, a couple of years back um, on the Well and Daughters of um, King, per se, um, I had one one time I was like, Lord, I desire you to continue to break me. Break me, Lord, break me. And a lot of people was like, oh, my God, you actually pray like that? Girl, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I desire to seek God more to another place. And in the midst of those times when I asked God to, to break me, you know, and I, and I went a deeper walk with God, I experienced um, a stripping. I experienced everything in my world change. But the one thing I can tell you, um, daughters of the king, is I got a chance to experience God in such a way that I never, never experienced. The love of God. Hmm. Woo! The communion with God is so beautiful. And 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 the faith level of God is so amazing because the more like the more He then I said God I want you I, I break me to make me and as He stripping me the deeper that I got in a relationship with God the more I felt the love of God 
and I got a, a deeper understanding of Christ and the walk. And he stripped me slowly, but the areas were 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 good because I didn't need those things. I didn't need those things anymore. And now when I look back, I'm like, God, I thank you for that process. I thank you for that growth. I thank you for those moments where I met you in the midnight hours. I met you when I was driving. I met you when you say, you know, shut yourself down for a second so I could talk to you. And I'm and God met me in those places because I desired to see God even more. What am I trying to say, um, well and daughters? We have to go through these stripping process. And as God was removing, taking away and removing, I thought these were essence. These things were essence. They were more. They were most, mostly good things for my life that I liked. But godly endeavors. But as the years went, God started breaking me to form me into His image. And as He started doing those things, and as I encourage everyone to do, you're gonna start to you're gonna start to embrace the characters of what God is doing in your life. You're gonna start seeing your your attitude change, your posture, how you how you greet, how you do different things, how you carry yourself, how you even dress, how you do different things with yourself, because now you're he's molding you in his image and likeness. And I was like, Wow, God, I was like, Wow. And the healing that took place when the stripping was taken off. As he stripped me, he was putting himself upon me even more in places and deliverance was taking place it, it, it wasn't like I was resisting it no more no I was like yes Lord when God say do this yes Lord and there were things that was it was very embarrassing but I was in the hands of the father y'all <laughs> I was in the hands of the father so it was it was like beautiful so um, God alone, the next part is the God alone. Therefore, the stripping is necessary because our hearts, our hearts are so easy run after other lovers. And that's where Psalms 87 verses 10 and 11 came from, Second Kings 5 and 7. In fact, we are witness in our curtain throughout throughout the body of Christ at large and um, leaders as well in the body of Christ where we hide behind our fig leaves, which is like when I talked about when we covering, we find different things to cover ourselves. And when I thought about the fig leaves, it reminded me of in Genesis how when, you know, when you know what happened with Adam, and then after that he went and tried to find something to cover himself. Amen. We may hide our idols from one another, from one, for other people for a season, but they are never hidden from our Father. He break us is requiring to, you know, to grip off the things that we've been hiding behind, so he can strip it off. Some of us, we don't want to let go of certain things. We want to do God, but, oh, yeah, I want to do God, but I don't want to let go of this yet. No, 
Let's just do the other part. Some of us like, you know, we want God to come in, but, oh, don't go upstairs. Stay downstairs. We kind of hide God. We kind of hide from that section. Oh, God, do, do a work in me. But no, 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 no. Don't touch that part. Stay right here. And now we wonder why we're not moving forward in the things of God. Because you're not letting God fully in. But it's tripping time again. We got to let God all the way in. For you to move through the process that God has for you, you have to let God all the way in. God has to be completely in and everything so you can get the process that you need in your life. You don't want to you don't want to stumble in your growth not letting God in those places. Who's the best person to be with you? It's God, y'all. He's not going to leave us. He says it in the word in Hebrews 12 and um, 6. He never leaves us or forsaken. So who's the best person to go through in the stripping process? The Lord. Stripping take place to bring about our brokenness, to reveal our deep need of him alone. Not God, not you or us, but God alone. I'm going to say it again. Stripping take place to bring about our brokenness to reveal our deep need of him alone. Not, not God, not you, not us, but God alone. So what I, what I thought about um, as I was studying and meditating, and I was going to, um, guys keep on leading me to say this. So when you think about the scripture in Isaiah 53, and five, um, it says, um, <clears throat> it says, Isaiah 53 and five, I'm in the New King James. It says, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. And the chastisement, ch- chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. So what God was saying to me, this is how he gave it to me when I was studying. Now, when you do the studying, they have something called Roman. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, and I apologize, but it's called Roman Flag Run. And that was the 39 lashes that Jesus took. And this is how that Isaiah 53 came about. The 39 is a Roman tradition of execution, like um, um, doing like, I don't want to say execution, but they're doing like the, the, the word that can't come out my mouth right now, but it's good to see. Pretty much crucifixion. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So the Romans did the beating 39, the crucifixion of Jesus, and they, their job was to beat Jesus to death. Okay, that was their purpose. Um, after they did that to Jesus, then he was taken to go up to to the cross. And then, then after that, it was to hang him and, you know, put him up in, you know, the nails and everything else that you know, you know about the story. What God was saying to me was this, that same part they had to strip, God did was part of the healing. 
when we stripping off, God is putting the new thing on us. See, see, they wanted to like when I watched the Passion of Christ because that's the part when they was beating him like that. The thirty nine, they was beating him. There was a part when they turned him around and they hit him. And I don't know if a lot of people can remember this. And they threw the belt, the the the, the weapon they used, and they snatched it. But he said he 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 he, he holds on. And God, his father gave him strength. Because when they finished doing the 39 slashing, you're not supposed to lift. But he was able, God gave him the strength to hold on on our behalf. What am I trying to say is that when he, every lash is a stripping part for us. This is why it's necessary for us to go through the stripping part. Because when we stripping, we exchange the stripping for the healing that we need. And some at times, we don't want to let go of the thing that is necessary for us to get to our process of healing and deliverance. Because our flesh don't really want to do the things of God. But for us ultimately to get to the things of God, we have to lay aside every weight that so easy beset us. And at times is the main thing that we don't want to let go is what is causing us a setback in our walk. So we have to be stripped off every layer, just like Jesus was. He was we have to be stripped off, and he took on those lashes for us. So as God went through those demonstrations, we have the same authority as daughters of the king to go through the process of being stripped. Because as we being stripped, God's putting his healing virtue through us. Yes, we're going to feel the shatter part. Yes, you're going to feel the emptiness. Yes, you're going to feel the takeaway. Yes, you're going to feel the pride. Yes, you're going to feel cover. But you have God with you through the stripping process. You have to stop focusing, oh, what's going to happen with this and that? You got to focus your mind on God alone. And what did I come to tell you, daughters of the king tonight? Ladies, go through your process and don't try to delay it. It's necessary. It, people that's connected to you, your children, your grandchildren, your family members, there's people that's connected to you, you have to go through so they can be set free. See, Jesus did an offering for us, so now we are not by ourselves. He went through it, so now we can go through it. Yes, we can. If we if we keep our mind on God, we can do all things. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can all do because we're doing it through who? Christ. Amen. So what am I trying to say? It is stripping time, y'all. It is tripping. It is tripping time again. It is tripping time again. Let the weight go. It said it in Hebrews. Unnecessary weight. That's the stripping. The things that's tripping you apart. It is time to do some clean up. And we got to do some things in our hearts. A lot of us have unforgiveness. 
A lot of us have had bitterness. A lot of us carry stress, overwhelmed. A lot of us got we got trauma and hurt and disappointment. We have to let it go so we can move forward. Because once we let go, like it says in Hebrews, now we can run the race quicker because we don't have those extra things holding us down. And now we're able to endure more in the things of God that call for us. Daughters, come on, y'all. So I want to I want to stop by and encourage every woman under the sound of my voice, and even this person, and even the individuals that are listening to this recording. It's time to let go. It is necessary that you let go, so you can go quicker into the things that God has for you. Amen. And I just pray that you all were blessed by the word of encouragement. Amen.